3 a.m. Tales of Terror contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to 3 a.m. Tales of Terror, where we tell you stories of the paranormal. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your co-host, Charlie. And this episode is the first episode after the new year, so... It's 2023. 20, 20, you I'll yeah, get it good out. Good job. <laughs> Woo! Happy New Year. Hope you guys all enjoyed New Year's Eve and were safe and had a great time and yeah. maybe didn't drink too much. I don't drink on New Year's Eve anymore. Well... This is a past Charlie talking <laughs> right now. I don't want to talk about the New Year's Eve when I was 16. <laughs> oh, God, you already told me about that. <laughs> Future Charlie on New Year's is probably going to be a little messed up, especially because yeah. it's my dad's birthday, too. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. He's a New Year's baby. Oh, well, happy late birthday. What's his name? I forget. Dad. <laughs> it's Todd. <laughs> <laughs> dad that's what that's what everyone called him in school hey charlie's dad (laughs) he's like hello oh my gosh well happy late birthday todd oh so i go i hope you guys really all enjoyed your holiday and i know i'll be happy that week because i after i my last day of class is like the 16th or the 17th of december so i only have like three more weeks left thank god so, and then I have a two-week break, and then I start over again. So, <laughs> so I'll be happy, though. <laughs> Actually, I'll probably be starting the second, because that's, that's a Monday, which is retarded. But. So, this time, yeah. next year. Yeah. <laughs> I will be taking public speaking. Pray for me. Please pray for me. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> this is just me and you. This is easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, sorry. Got off on a tangent. Hope you guys enjoyed your new year. This episode, we are going to be telling you two stories um, about two different castles, one in Romania and one in Wales. So Corvin Castle and Ruthen Castle. Corvin Castle doesn't have a lot of info on it. Me and Charlie are going to read one section each about Corvin Castle and its history and all the good stuff. And then Ruthen Castle has a lot of history and it is uh it's broken down into years very well from what i found so that one's gonna be a little bit longer so we can go ahead and jump in and talk about corvin castle yeah let's get started romania corvin castle was laid out in 1446 when construction began by order of vivode of transylvania john hunyadi who wanted to transform the former keep built by charles i of hungary the castle was originally given to john hunyadi's father vioik by Sigismund of Luxembourg, King of Hungary and Croatia, as severance in 1409. It was also in 1446 that John Hunyadi was elected as the regent governor by the Diet. I assume that's how you say it. I'm dreading my turn. <laughs> no. The Diet is, it's like, um, what is the freaking word? Like, I have no clue what you're talking about. I don't know. And now I really want to look it know up. I only know like two kinds of diets, diet soda and diet. Stop. 
And it's, I don't like either. It's like the, like our House of Representatives and stuff like that. Oh. So it's it's like their government. It's like, it's literally just another name for their government. Sorry. I had to look that up. Cause they're I, skinny government. I, did, I, know. <laughs> I didn't want <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't want to like say it and then not explain what it meant because I knew that it meant something, but it means something different to us Americans. So I just want to make sure that I put that out there. I should have put it in the notes, but I didn't. So it's pretty much by their government. So they call it the diet, and it could be pronounced differently. It could be diet. I really diet. diet. I don't know. Built in a Renaissance Gothic style and constructed over the site of an old fortification on a rock above the smaller Zlasty River, the castle is a large and imposing structure with tall towers, bastions, an inner courtyard, diversely colored roofs, and myriad windows and balconies adorned with stone stone carvings. The castle also features a double wall for enhanced fortification and is flanked by both rectangular and circular towers, an architectural innovation for the period's Transylvanian art architecture. Some of the towers, the Capistrano Tower, the Deserted Tower, and the Drummer's Tower, were used as prisons. The Buzdugan Tower was solely built for defensive purposes and it had its exterior decorated with geometric motifs. The rectangular-shaped towers have large openings to accommodate larger weapons. The castle has three large areas, the Knight's Hall, the Diet Hall, and the Circular Stairway. The halls are rectangular in shape and are decorated with marble. The Diet Hall was used for ceremonies or formal receptions, whilst the Knight's Hall was used for feast. In 1456, John Hunyadi died and work on the castle stagnated. Starting in 1458, new commissions were being undergone to construct the Matia wing of the castle. In 1480, work was completely stopped on the castle and it was recognized as being one of the biggest and most impressive buildings in Eastern Europe. The 16th century did not bring any improvements to the castle, but during the 17th century, new additions were made for aesthetic and military purposes. Aesthetically, the large new palace was built facing the town. A two-level building, it hosted living chambers and a large living area. For military purposes, two new towers were constructed, the White Tower and the Artillery Tower. Also, the external yard was added for administration and storage. The current castle is a result of a fanciful restoration campaign undertaken after a disastrous fire and many decades of total neglect. It has been noted that modern Architects projected it to their own wistful interpretations of how a great gothic castle should look. Now, some of the legends. That was a lot to read. I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, and some of these words are just like, I don't know. I'm So, I hope you were able to keep up with me. Oh, man. Now, let's get it ready for my pronunciations. Because, <laughs> ooh, I see some weird ones. So the legends. Tourists are told that it was the place where Vlad the Impaler, Prince of Wallachia, was held prisoner by John Hunyadi, Hungary's military leader and regent during the king's minority. Later, Vlad III entered a political alliance with John Hunyadi, although the latter was responsible for the execution of his father, Vlad II Dracul. Because of these links, the Corvin Castle is sometimes mentioned as a source of inspiration for Castle Dracula in Bram Stoker's 1897 horror novel Dracula. In fact, 
Stoker neither knew about Vlad's alliance with Hunyadi, nor about Hunyadi's castle. Instead, Stoker's own handwritten, handwritten research notes confirm that the novelist imagined Castle Dracula to be situated on an empty top in the Transylvania Kalamani Mountains near the former border with Moldova. I learned a lot about Vlad the Impaler on, um, what was it, Lore? I think it was Lore from Aaron Mankey. And there was a lot that happened. If if we were more of like a lore podcast, I would definitely delve into Vlad the Impaler, but we're not. So <laughs> you could probably just do your own research on that. But there is a lot like random bonus episode. So yeah, <laughs> so much happened with him and about him. And it's weird. I don't know. He's I don't know. What kind of things did he impale? People. Oh, he could be more unique. <laughs> he did. I'm pretty sure it was people. Because that's why he got his name. Because of the way that he, like, beheaded. I think he beheaded people. Well, that's not impaling. That's slicing. I don't know what he did. I don't remember. I listened to that episode so long ago. I don't <laughs> know. All right. Legend has it that Vlad slowly turned mad within the depths of his small, dark cell. It is told that he was traumatized by the sounds of fellow prisoners being tortured, executed, and thrown into the bear pit, as he eagerly awaited his own fate for seven years. Some even claim he ate and drank the blood of filthy rats in order to survive. Though these claims are likely exaggerated, many remain under the thought that Corvin Castle is the place that sent Vlad mad and where he developed his lust for death and blood. Some have even gone as far to claim that the ghost of our real-life Dracula haunts this area of Corvin Castle. Another legend from this stunning castle concerns the Capistrano Tower. Here it is rumored that a monk was found to be spying on noblemen in the council room, directly below the tower. The monk was punished for his crime and paid with his life. It is rumored that he was sealed up in a recess within a wall of the Capistrano Tower, where he slowly died. Though the legitimacy of this story is unknown, many have claimed to cite the ghostly apparition of a monk in this tower. In the courtyard near the 15th century chapel, a hundred-foot deep well can be found. According to the legend, this well was dug by three Turkish prisoners who were promised freedom if they reached water. They had to dig into solid stone, so it took them 15 years and 28 days to finish. When the water came into sight, the three exhausted men were thrilled. But John Hunyadi, who made them the promise, had died in the meantime and his wife had other plans. So the keepers just laughed and threw them back into their cells. One of the prisoners wrote, You have water but no soul on the wall near it. And by this he cursed it. Today Turkish tourists still throw coins into the well to honor their enslaved countrymen. A few years back, some clever tourists managed to get themselves locked in at Corvin Castle after hours. What started off as a prank resulted in utter fear. When the castle opened its doors the next morning, they were found bruised, beaten, and literally terrified. They said some unseen force tortured them all night. So whatever you do, don't get locked in. Not even for fun. Why would that even cross somebody's mind to play a joke like that? Literally. Because it said it started off as a joke. It's like, oh yeah, let's let's 
Well, it sounds like they wanted to get locked in. So right. what was the prank? Yeah. So that yeah, they managed to get themselves locked in. So obviously they they wanted to, unless Maybe somebody else, to... unless unless one of their other friends locked them in. Or maybe they were just trying to prank their friends who weren't in there or prank the guards. I don't don't know. know. People are weird, man. Yeah, I don't. I do not know. Do you want to read the film part? Yeah, I can. So um, the final action sequence of the 2015 Bollywood movie Sing is Bling starring Akshay Kumar was shot at the castle. And in 2018, the castle was used as the Karta Monastery in the movie, in the horror movie, The Nun. So. I think I've seen that. Yeah, we watched, we, we watched The Nun. The Nun is, <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. We, okay. So we go on like a, a movie binge i only go on horror movie binges well and see that's that's what i like to do but that man in there telling you what he can't he cannot sit through a freaking you know how many movie binges he has actually sat through three yeah do you know what they all were marvel lord of the rings no he was forced to watch marvel and I was forced okay, so to watch like, Marvel when we had COVID. We sat, because we got COVID back when you had to, when you were out for two weeks. And we had, we had Disney Plus. I don't have it anymore. But we had Disney Plus and he was like, oh, you know, we could sit and binge watch all of the Marvel movies in chronological order. Literally. I was so freaking mad at him too, because... <sighs> If you've seen, I had not seen the Marvel movies before, mm-hmm. and I will not spoil anything, but was not happy by the time I got to Iron Man. Okay? <laughs> so not happy. Not happy. I think we actually take a, had to take a day break because I was like, this is ridiculous. I do not want to do this anymore. I cried so much watching what happened when you got to Endgame? Listen. <laughs> listen! I don't want to talk about it. It was awful. But, like, Lord of the Rings, is that including The Hobbit in the binge? No. That's literally... I know the movies are long. I can't. I cannot. There's only three of them. Listen, it took me two weeks, myself, just myself, to watch all three Lord of the Rings the first time that I ever watched them. Because I I would watch them like... I can't. When I first watched them. I had seen The Hobbit before Lord of the Rings. I've never seen The Hobbit. Strike me down. I know. (laughs) I've never seen The Hobbit. They're not bad. Like, Will Will hadn't seen them. And I was like, dude, like, from what I remember, like, they made me actually interested in Lord of the Rings. So, like, they're not bad. We have them. We have them all in, like, 4K UHD. Literally. Trust me. I know. We spent, like, how much did I spend on that? Like, a hundred and... 20 bucks 140 bucks i spent a lot of money on those six movies you should watch them listen the hobbit's really good like i when do i have time when you're watching your tv shows listen my tv shows are important okay little bitty hobbits with hairy feet are important stop it (laughs) your husband's one of them (laughs) shout out to kenny with his hairy feet gonna you might want to cut that oh out. he's God. gonna get mad at me <laughs> oh my goodness okay all right so 
resources for this particular dang i hit the mic again oh my gosh i'm so bad about that resources for this story were amyscripts.com wikipedia the little house of horrors.com and dracula fan club.com seems like a cool website i want to suck your blood <laughs> oh my god you shouldn't have me over to record after I worked an eight-hour shift <laughs> after waking up at four in the morning. <laughs> I slept for 12 hours, okay? I am so tired. And you want to talk about... You want to talk about words and pronunciation in the last story? <laughs> Wait do you get to this one. <laughs> Good luck! What? <laughs> okay, so oh, we're, we're going to jump into Ruth and Castle. Ruthen Castle is a medieval castle fortification in Wales near the town of Ruthen in the Vale of Clwyd. Oh, it's not Clyde. It's C-L-W-Y-D, Clwyd. This goes against all rules of English. I know that much. <laughs> That's how I would say Clwyd. Clwyd? Clwyd. 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 Quidditch? Okay, we'll do it with Cluid. 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 It was constructed during the late 13th century by Daphid Ap Grufid. I don't know where this accent is coming from. I get an accent when I say words like that. <laughs> it makes it sound the makes it sound like I'm actually saying it right. Grufid. So we're just gonna go along with it. Um. Okay. So it was constructed during the late 13th century by Daphid Ap Grufid, the brother of Prince. Lywin, Lywin, yeah. Lywin on a red sandstone ridge overlooking the valley. Part of the ancient walls still remain and now form part of the Ruthen Castle Hotel. Now, time for the history. We're starting with 1277. The first documented castle was created by Daphid, brother of Prince Llewellyn Apgruffid for King Edward I of England in 1277, who gave the fort that was present on the site to him in return for his treacherous help during the invasion of North Wales that year. Daffod also had castles in Cargoor and Denby. I feel like that's suppo- that that you could probably almost pronounce it as like Car- Car- Carlisle, but like Car... Car- but there's G's and, and W's and... Ours. I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce the G. Listen, it it is in Wales. I don't I don't know that language. I think it's Welsh. Welsh. <laughs> I don't know. Just go with it. It was originally known by the Welsh name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Castle Cock Nyr Gwernfor or the Red Castle and the Great Marsh. It consisted of a pentagonal upper bailey that was around 350 feet long and 250 feet wide, with the floor level on the inside higher than the ground outside, which then sloped down to the river below. The other side of the castle was protected by a deep and wide dry moat. So now we're going from 1282 to 1507. In 1282, war flared again as a result of the English barons seizing Welsh land, and at Easter 1282, the previously mentioned Daphid Ap Gruffid of Ruthen Castle attacked Hawarden Castle, starting the final conflict with the English monarchy that led to the loss of Welsh independence. That year, Daphid succeeded his brother Lywin as Prince of Wales, 
the very last independent ruler of Wales, but Edward I enlisted the services of Reginald de Grey, a noted military leader, to quell the rebellion. De Grey was a descendant of the Norman knight, and Chetel de Grey, who accompanied William the Conqueror during the conquest of England. Some suggest that Reginald de Grey had previously been tasked with raising the finest army in the land to deal with the followers of the outlaw Robin Hood. In a strange twist of fate, Daffod ap Gruffydd was captured and found guilty of high treason by Edward I, who had him executed in the cruelest possible fashion, including being hung, drawn and quartered, with the quarters dispatched to the four corners of the country, and his head spiked atop the Tower of London. For his services and loyalty to the king, Reginald de Grey was granted the cantref of Differin Clyde. Cantref is a medieval Welsh land division, particularly important in the administration of Welsh law, which included its stronghold of Ruthen Castle. And there's a lot of history here, but I promise there are ghosts. So <laughs> I just scrolled, and confusing words. I just scrolled down to the bottom, and there there are ghosts. There's just the, a lot of history that the true horror in my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pronunciation. Okay, so we're gonna jump into the 1400s. So we're gonna go back a little bit. The De Grey family remained at Ruthen Castle until 1508. They had clung on to their domain through various upsets and throughout the War of the Roses. They were military experts and men of outstanding ability in the affairs of state. They were valued by both houses of Lancaster and York, but towards the end of the 14th century, Reginald, the third Baron of Ruthen, came into conflict with a neighbor over the right to a piece of land at Crusoe, now known as Brie Elguis. The Welsh had been loyal and content during the reign of King Richard II, but after he left the throne, fresh disturbances broke out. Both Reginald de Grey and Owain Glendor had served Richard well, and both were well thought of by Henry IV, but a crisis was looming. Henry IV resumed war with Scotland, and to raise an army, he issued writs to all his barons. The task of passing the said writ to Owain fell upon Reginald, who decided not to give it to him, thus putting Owain in bad favor with the king. Reginald's plan for gaining Owain's land was thus put into action whilst Owain presumed that he had been slighted by the king. Soon after this, a minor revolt grew quickly and Owain guessed that it was Reginald behind it and set out to plunder Reginald's land. On September 18, 1400, during the preparation for the Great Fair on St. Matthew's Day, which is September 21st, Owain hit the town of Ruthen in a furious attack. His men looted and burned the town down, but were unable to take the castle. It wasn't until two years later at a place called Bryn Saith Marchog that Owain caught Reginald in an ambush and took him captive and placed a hefty ransom on his head of 10,000 marks. The terms were very stiff, but King Henry VII agreed to them on behalf of the de Grays. The de Grays never fully recovered from the severe loss inflicted by the heavy ransom. I don't know what that is. 10,000 marks. I've heard of it, but I don't, right. I don't know what I it means. I don't, is that, that's not money. It is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. All right. So, 1508 now. The de Grey connection with the castle ended with George de Grey, 5th Baron of Ruthen and 2nd Earl of Kent. After the death of his father, he sold the castle in 1508 to Henry VII, from whom it passed to King Henry VIII. 
Henry VIII was connected to the castle in more than one way. Ida de Grey, also known as Edith de Grey, was born in Ruthen Castle and was the daughter of Reginald Grey, 2nd Baron Grey de Ruthen, one of the most powerful Welsh marcher lords of his time. Ida married Sir John Cockaine, chief baron of the Exchequer, by whom she had six children. Though her eldest daughter Elizabeth was an ancestress, predecessor of Anne Boleyn, Jane Seymour, and Catherine Howard, all queen's consorts of Henry VIII, Henry granted the use of the castle to his bastard son. <laughs> My God. Is I know what that means, but just... Is Henry VIII the one that, like, chopped off all of his wives' heads? That's what I thought. Okay. Um, okay. So, all queen's consort of Henry VIII, Henry granted use of the castle to his bastard son, Henry Fitzroy, and after his early demise, to Ambrose Dudley, Earl of Warwick, apparently a great man with deep affection for the Welsh and their culture. So I'm assuming bastard son, he obviously means that he wasn't ma- they, he wasn't married when he had him. It means he was married. No. Or he could have been. But it wasn't to his wife. Okay. I always thought it was that a bastard child was just a child out of wedlock. No, it's typically uh, not the, with the woman you married. Mm, okay okay all right learning things ruthen castle then passed from henry the eighth to edward the sixth and briefly at least in theory to lady jane gray lady jane gray also known as the nine days queen was a descendant of reginald gray third baron gray de ruthen a young English noblewoman who occupied the English throne from july 10th through the 19th in 1553 she was executed for high treason when allegiances changed a great granddaughter of henry the seventh by his younger daughter mary jane was a first cousin once removed of edward the sixth mary the first or bloody mary quickly succeeded lady jane gray and from the castle passed to elizabeth the first james the first and the final royal owner charles the first Okay. Finally, normal names. I know. 1632. In 1632, King Charles I was forced to search for new sources of revenue as there was a depreciation of the coinage in the country. The castle and estate, which had been poorly maintained, was sold to Sir Thomas Middleton of Chirk. A survey stated that the castle was not worth quarrying for its stone as the original quarries were easier to work and the gatehouse had a decayed roof of slate and, including the wooden joist, doors, and hinges, it was valued at not more than five pounds. In 1642, however, the English Civil War caused the quick repair of the castle at the Crown's expense, and it was garrisoned against the Parliamentarians. Four years later, in 1646, Parliamentary forces under the command of Major General Mitten were given the task of reducing the castles of North Wales and their first target was Ruthen. The castle withstood an 11-week siege during which the walls were massively attacked with artillery. The defenders surrendered only when the attacking forces announced their intention to mine the walls. In 1648, the castle was partially dismantled after an act of parliament was passed to stop the reoccupation of fortresses by hostile forces. The walls were torn down with the timber and stone carted away for use elsewhere. 
Many houses in Ruthin are built from castle stone. 1826. Almost two centuries later, in 1826, Ruthin Castle benefited from being purchased by a wealthy Middleton family, who invested heavily in creating and extending the residential castle mansion, and in doing so, invested in many repairs of the med medieval castle ruins and in laying out the gardens and grounds. Now, the new build. The first portion of the stone castle mansion was built within the medieval stone castle ruins in 1826, and in 1848, Frederick Richard West, son of Frederick West, commissioned Henry Clutton, later Sir Henry Clutton, to rebuild part of the castle erected by his father. The main block was partly demolished and replaced by a three-story castellated building in red sandstone with an octagonal corner tower. The northern wing, which intrudes into the garden layout, was added sometime after 1879. Okay. A little bit more history. A little bit more history. We're into the 1900s. So, okay. 1901. Ruth and Castle and its castle mansion gained most notoriety when owned by the Cornwallis West family, which had evolved from the Middleton family, and became the center of dangerous romantic intrigue at the highest level. Colonel Cornwallis West's wife, Patsy, is said to have become embroiled in a long love affair with Edward, Prince of Wales, later becoming King Edward VII. Beautiful Patsy was just 16 years old when she married and was at the height of society, notorious as a flirt and full of joy, full of the joys of life. Patsy frequently entertained the very height of Edwardian society at Ruthen Castle, including the Prince of Wales, politicians, famous entertainers such as the actress Lily Langtree and Jenny Jerome, also known as Lady Randolph Churchill, mother of Sir Winston Churchill and the later wife of her son, George Cornwallis West. George was 20 years younger than Jenny, and owner of the castle at that time. Patsy also had two notable daughters, Sheila, who married the powerful Duke of Westminster to become the Duchess of Westminster, and Daisy, who fell in love with her own prince, Hans Heinrich of Pless, part of a family owning enormous, enormous estates in southeastern Germany and considered fabulously wealthy. Hers was a fairy tale wedding attended by world royalty, nobility, statesmen, and members of high society. When she arrived at her new home, the streets were lined with crowds for miles, and she developed a reputation similar to that more recently of Diana, Princess of Wales. Rest in peace. Sorry. It's <laughs> true. Tragically, the events of World War I turned Princess Daisy's world upside down and resulted in divorce, bad health, and death in poverty. See, I saw that this was in the 1900s, and I was like, when's the World War going to come in? Yeah. <laughs> so, 1923 to the present. So, in 1923, after the demise of the Cornwallis West family, the castle was sold to become an eminent international private clinic for the investigation and treatment of obscure medical diseases but was subsequently closed around 1950. In the early 1960s, Ruth and Castle was purchased at auction and converted into a hotel, which is what it still is today. One of its most notable guests since was His Majesty King Charles III who stayed on his way to his investiture as Prince Wales in 1969, the 21st Prince of Wales since the new title began in 1301. 
I'm glad you know what HM went. Because I was like, hmm? his, his Majesty, Her Majesty, the Queen. Hmm? Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Waiting for the next one to die soon. Stop! You know he is. Have you seen his fingers? They look like sausages. He's, he's, well, that's what happens. He screwed over Diana. Fuck him. Yeah. I know. We'll cut this out so people don't get angry. The only pe- people in Britain don't, don't even like, like them. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to matter. <laughs> okay. I think people liked the Queen. But then again, I mean, she did some dirty shit, too. But also, she's like, I can't believe she actually died. I thought she was just going to live forever. Listen, we have a whole theory about that, me and Kenny do. (laughs) And we can talk about that for, like, two seconds before we get into the ghost. Like, two hours. (laughs) Uh, We think that the queen died, like, two weeks before they actually announced her death. Because, you know, they have to go through and they have to change all the currency and stuff. Like, they have to change all the money and coins and stuff. And they have to, like, put him in. And they knew, obviously, like, he was, Charles was going to be the next one because he was next in line. So, they had to go through, they probably had to go through and do all of that stuff. And I feel like she Maybe died. they just had it sitting around waiting. I don't know. I feel like she died because she went to that, um, that place in Ireland. Scotland. Scotland, thank you. She went to the, the her 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 home in Scotland yeah. and she hadn't been in the news or anything and we all knew she was sick. Yeah. So I me and Kenny have this theory that she died like probably like 2 weeks before they actually announced that her, her before they announced her death just so that they could figure shit out. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Of course they do have a lot of plans and like they have a lot of plans set up in case it happens. But like they, they also don't really lived, have. They're not like they're she not, lived forever. They haven't had to practice it anytime soon. Seventy years. Yeah. <laughs> but all those people who did that then are dead. <laughs> I know. So I don't know. That's the part just, you've all been waiting for. The ghost of Ruth and Castle. Okay. Ah. Ruth and Castle is not just famous for its history, but also for its paranormal activities. Also, many castle stories are related to executions, tortures, murders, and suicides. It is believed that all of these mysterious activities taken back in the castle have left their mark on it. As a result, people are constantly reporting about noticing Ruth and Castle ghosts. Now, the castle is known to be one of the most haunted locations in Wales. This castle has been part of the reality show Most Haunted, where the brave ghost hunters explore the ghost and the paranormal activities happening in North Wales. Surprisingly, they encountered some horrifying activities during the Ruth and Castle ghost hunt. Even their team member was found fainted in the cellar of Ruth and Castle, which was once used as a mortuary area. Lady Grey Ghost Lady Grey is the active and well-known spirit of Ruth and Castle. Many visitors have encountered her ghost. Based on the Ruth and Castle history... Lady Grey was the wife of the second-in-command of the castle. She found out that her husband was having an affair with a local peasant woman. She caught them red-handed and killed her husband's mistress with an axe in jealousy. She was found guilty and was declared to be in a state of madness immediately. She was later sentenced to death. However, local clergymen didn't allow her body to be buried on consecrated grounds. Her body was buried outside the castle walls. Because of not getting a proper funeral... It is believed that her ghost still exists in the castle. 
Many visitors have reported spotting this Ruthen Castle ghost wandering on the grounds and in the abandoned rooms on the upper floor. According to some reports, a dark shadow of a woman was seen walking through the banquet hall with an axe. I mean, if there's any other way to go out, it might as well be that. Like, (laughs) I would do the same thing, and I would definitely claim madness. Oh, for sure. Now, if something ever happened, this will be held against me. Definite (laughs) insanity. Like, I mean, I don't don't blame her. Yeah. Especially back then when you can kind of just, like, do it. You can kind of just kill people. Pretty much. (laughs) The Soldier Ghost. Another Ruthen Castle ghost noticed by the people is of a soldier. Reportedly, the ghostly figure of the soldier, dressed up in full armor, was seen wandering on the grounds of the castle. It is thought to be a soldier who once served in King Edward's army and died while defending the castle. People who witnessed this castle ghost mentioned that he never interacts with anyone and looks like he is not aware of the surroundings. I feel like there's probably like multiple of the soldier ghosts. Yeah. And they probably do the same thing. So yeah. I feel like it's just like... It probably looks so different than when they were alive. Oh, yeah. They're just like, what's going on here? Yeah. Okay, I'm just so- trying to shoot a guy. Or I guess <laughs> stab a guy. But like I said, I mean, like I feel like there's like multiple of them, you know? And then they just... People just see one at a time. Yeah, because there was, like, a big war there. Like, yeah. I think, like, a couple times. So, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> there's a bunch of dead soldiers. So, like I said, the Ruthen Castle is a hotel now. So, there's a ghost in room 222. Uh, many paranormal activities are reported during Ruthen Castle ghost hunts, but none of... But none of them has been as haunted as that of the Grand Room 222 of the castle. Visitors have constantly reported experiencing extreme temperature drops around this room. Also, some people have heard the sounds of slamming doors and continuous taps around them. Getting constant reports of experiencing similar activities in this room by visitors makes it the most haunted part of Ruthen Castle. And the last one, the little girl ghost. Another ghost story we heard about Ruthen Castle is about a mischievous little girl. Her ghost is encountered at night, running up and down the halls and on the roof. Also, some people have mentioned hearing knocking on all the doors, believed to be done by her ghost. This ghost runs so fast that no guest has ever been able to see her face. However, they all notice a child's shadow running speedily around the castle while giggling. Sounds just like a child. Ruth and Castle's owners have changed several times since its existence. Even until 1960, it was used as a hospital for people suffering from rare diseases, which made it experience many deaths. Later, it was converted into a hotel. The guests and visitors have been experiencing paranormal activities during their stays and visits ever since it was opened for the public. Also, there are so many ghost stories associated with the castle that it is known as one of the most famous ghost hunting places in Wales, UK. You can plan your stay at Ruthen Castle and make your holiday experience thrilling. Or you can simply be a part of Ruthen Castle ghost hunt events and get the most haunted experience. So after doing this for a bit and watching shows and stuff. Yeah. Why do people feel the need to make hotels out of all these places? I don't know. They're like, oh, this used to be a hospital. Let's make it a hotel. Listen, I have so many here. A hotel. (laughs) 
I have so many stories and I've been trying and trying to like split them up because they're all hotels. Yeah. Like I'm not even kidding you. Because they Here. didn't used to be hotels. I will read you like because I, I have a list on my Excel spreadsheet and it needs to update. There we go. So, okay. So we have stuff that stories that we haven't done and we might not do for a while. So that's I don't mind telling you them. They're just on my list. Mispa Hotel. Um, Ancient Ram Inn, the Fairmont Bank Springs Hotel, Fort Gary Hotel, the Feister Hotel, the Stanley Hotel. Like there's so many. The Leger Hotel. And there's so many hotels and I'm like. And they all weren't originally hotels most likely. Most likely no. Like why? I don't. Can't we just build new buildings? I know. I'm not haunted grounds. I mean at least like Hotel Cecil was was always a hotel. It just had bad juju though. And it it changed it changed its name. But because of the bad juju. Yeah, they like don't care. They're like, mm that did not happen here. Mm-mm, no. Hotel Cecil who? <laughs> Haven't heard of her new phone, who this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed the history. Like I said, I, I try to add history just so that you guys can get a feel of it. I hope you guys stuck out with us for this history about Ruth and Castle because it it was a lot. It was. But I feel like it was important because... Oh, that's why these ghosts are here. <laughs> well, yeah. And a lot of the people that were there were really important. So, I mean, I know I, know I was joking, you know, royalty and stuff. But they, they still were really important people. I mean you know, King Henry and all of them, like they're just important people. And I feel like it's important history and that you get a little spooky and you get a little knowledge with us. Yeah. For real. Our so we're not, we're not just we're not just tales of terror sometimes. Tales of terror and history. Knowledge. And knowledge. I don't know. I was trying to think of something that began with a T. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So my resources for Ruth and Castle were castrumtocastle.com, ruthandcastle.co.uk, and Wikipedia. So I hope you guys both enjoyed, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed both stories, Corbin Castle and Ruth and Castle. They, yeah, it's a bit of a longer. I hope it was a good start to our new year. Yeah, definitely. It's a little bit of a longer episode. It's a kickball. Oh, no. Eli. He's been in here this whole time. So obviously, so Kenny just walked in the door, I guess, because it's late and it's probably time for dinner for us. And he obviously heard him and Eli must have been under the bed and he just came out. He's never in here when we record. So he's been doing this lately. That's fun. Oh, yeah. It's the only time he'll let me pet him. And he's he's really into this room right now because of how much we just deep cleaned it. He's like, I don't know what's going on. And we're also in his chair. Yeah, Mo. Oh. All right. Well, I guess we'll <laughs> see you guys next we'll time. We'll see how much you cut out about us talking to the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Probably none of it. Yeah. We love Eli. Yes, we do. He's, he's our third co-host. Sweet right. boy. Meow. Meow, meow, meow. Okay. And that's our goodbye. Yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs>
Thanks for coming to hang out with us and letting us tell you stories. Don't forget, you can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at 3AM Tales of Terror. You can find pictures from each episode there as well as our website, 3, the number 3, 3AMTalesOfTerror.com. You can also subscribe with your email at our website for updates as well. If you have any questions or story ideas for us, you can email us at info at 3AMTalesOfTerror.com. That's a three and not the word. If you want to support us, you can sign up to become part of our Patreon. There, you will get ad-free episodes as well as bonus content. We hope you'll join us next week. And And we hope you are terrified. terrified.